Good morning, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the, the Get, Get Up, Up Podcast. Podcast. Ah. Okay. Ah, we back. What again. is going on, bro? We back again. I know we back at it again. All right. All right. So last week we talked about um influence and intentions. And intentions. So that jug was oily. Like the whole thing was just oily. <sighs> now today. Now today we're talking about relationships. Yes. And we're gonna touch some some very nice things. Um first bro uh relationships we can't have a we can't talk about relationships if we don't talk about our relationship right so you know for y'all i don't know we're actually best friends that's my guy that's my guy so let's talk about us bro how do we um because the thing is we look like we've been a lifelong friendship facts and um even omari's actual lifelong friend looks at us and like it's like you guys known each other forever right so, bro, let's break it down. How we met? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's do that. All right. So, I guess it's, it's uh, for me to lead the way because um. What, bro? My lips is chapped. We ain't cutting this. Look, authentic. It's all authentic. <laughs> let's go. Let's yeah. Go. So, it was pretty funny. It's like. Dang, bro, you don't really meet people like this, honestly. It's a very unconventional way to start a friendship, I'll be completely honest. So we had a job, and I guess we still have a job that we that we work at together. Yeah. <laughs> and um I'm kinda like in a like a leadership management position, so I'll do interviews and um, you know, kinda bring people on board to the team. So it's late at night. It's like six. Mm-hmm. Which I guess isn't that late, but like on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, I remember this when we're off on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at my job. So I get a text message, and they're like, "Yo, Prince, can you do an interview right now?" And I'm like, "All right, I got you." Like I just so happened to be home, I was chilling, so I got dressed, I get ready to do this interview. They're like, "Oh, you're gonna really like this guy." <laughs> they told you that? Yeah, I didn't even know this. This is crazy. So I get on. On the call, and I kid you not, the second that we got on this Zoom call, we both just looked at each other. <laughs> Facts. I was, was like, like, I was like, I was like, I feel like I've seen you before. I was like, what's going on, brother? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, whatever. I go through the interview process, and I was kind of like asking questions to kind of see where his head was at and how he believed. I just like the way that he carried himself. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Soon as we get off the call. Like well, first of all, let me let me interject. Okay, okay. The reason why we ended up having this conversation was uh well first of all, the interview it was my second round interview. Yeah. And um I wasn't gonna take this job. But they were like, Oh, look, we're gonna put you with, with Prince and he's dope. You guys actually get along. He does church too. Like it's literally what she That's said. what she said. That's literally what Rama told Thanks, me. Thanks, Rama. She was like uh, you know, he loves church, too. Like, I think you guys would get along. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Let's see how this guy is. We're like, he's like, oh, I already like you, bro. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. And I was like, oh, all right. So then I asked him, I'm like, bro, 
Because he told me that he does music, and I told him I do music. And then I'm like, yo, bro, you nice? And he's like, yeah, I'm all right. And I said, all right, yo, so you're going to have to send me a song. So then um, I took his number down, mm-hmm. and I texted him. I said, yo, send me that song. He sent me the song, and I listened to it, and then I called you. No, then yeah. you called me because I said, yo, this is fire. Right. And then you called me. Yes. So throughout the conversation, I was kind of like getting his situation and where he was at. At, at that time and yo God was just talking to me all that week literally about the same exact circumstance and situation that he was in so literally after we got off the phone call off the zoom call and he listened to my song he's like yo bro this is fire I'm, you know I got hype you know I was feeling myself a little bit so I called him up I, I called him up one to ask him what he thought about the song but two just to kind of like continue the conversation and um, bro, it's just crazy. I'm, and I'm sitting here. I haven't really thought about it since then. But um, we go over the song, whatever, what he thought about it, and then we kind of just start talking about life. We're on the phone for like almost two hours. Yeah. This is like again. This is the first time I met him. I just spent an hour and thirty minutes on the phone with him on Zoom, and I got off of Zoom, and then I was on the phone with him. For a whole other like two hours. <laughs> yeah, bro. The first time I met him through a screen. Yeah, bro. And I was you had me crying, bro. I was crying. You were like prophesied to me and everything. It was crazy, bro. Yeah. I mean I had a I just had a word for him, man. It was just oh, what bro. it was. I mean, it was the same word for me and like one other person, but I just felt the need to share it with him and then um This was the beginning. Yeah, bro. I think um what God has shown me is that we have a similar relationship to David and Jonathan. Yes. Like, it's it's crazy. Um, But I love you, my guy. I love you too, bro. Yeah, this is my guy, bro. And, and, um, yeah, bro. It's just, it's been a, it's been a heck of a ride. We're still here. Um, It's crazy how God's been talking to us about the same things at the same time yeah. through this season. Yeah. Like, from the minute we met, all the way up to today, it's like God told me something, and then I pass it on to him. He's like, bro, like, God literally told me the same thing. And I'm like, bro, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, and God's been forming us in a lot of the same areas. And um, like we said, like, this is not an orthodox friendship. No. Like, one of those lifetime, like, we were friends in high school. You know, we have similar backgrounds, but, like, we met each other, and it's kind of like God just said, you know. That's your bro. That's your brother. Yeah. Wow. He's Jamaica, man. Jamaica. <laughs> Yo, okay. Que lo que, wah, wah, wah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he always want to try and speak Patois. Yo, but Patois is fire. Let's be honest. Patois is, is fire, but he needs some work. Bro. But I need work I on do. my Spanish. Yes, so, you, you know, it's so just it, uh, it is what it is. is. But, you know, this is why God orchestrates things and puts yes. people together. So, you know. <laughs> When we talk about relationship, yeah, I think you know that that was like very brief because I'm not gonna lie, I haven't really fully thought about how we met. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It is crazy, and bro. it does feel like it's been like five years. Bro, that I've known yes, you. it feels like we went through everything together. But it's only been like four months, five months. It's been like five. Five months that I've known. We met you. each other. Beginning of November. Yeah. 
And now it's November, December, January. It's, I think the yeah. end of it's almost gonna be six months. Bro. Yeah. Dang. Crazy. I seen him get married. You were at my wedding. Yeah. Unexpected. It was very unexpected. <laughs> you know, I didn't know. I didn't know I was the best man. You were the best man until like the reception party. <laughs> <laughs> until I was there. And then I told everybody, Well, guys, this is my best man. And I'm like, He's like, Oh, I am? Yeah. But it was one of those like you know we did like a little small wedding and stuff. But I'm glad you were there. Yeah, and, I'm. I'm more than glad I was. And there. bro, I tell everybody, bro, like I have friends and I have really close friends, but it's I've never had a friend like you, bro. Yeah. And when God really puts two people together, man, it's like I see us being friends for a very very long time. I love this man. I love you too, bro. Like I really love you, bro. I really love you too, man. My wife is like, y'all are gross. Yeah, we have a bromance going on, <laughs> but it's 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 a godly bromance because right, I don't think like, it's I don't think it's wrong for me to say I love you. No, I, without like, having bro. to say no homo, bro. There's no need. There's no need because we're not gay. Right. We're definitely married. Right. We love our wives, but there's a brotherly love that's just it's just there, bro. I love you, my guy. Yes, sir. So uh, let's get into this. what we want to talk about. Reason why? Okay, so um, I personally feel that we're created for relationship, like to be in relationship with mm-hmm. things. And um, I don't think there's no, there's not a really a purpose for humanity or people or like a life if you don't have anything to be in relationship to. Yeah. Like there's no point in me being happy if I'm by myself because then I'm I'm happy and lonely, which I feel like all of that is to be shared. You know what I mean? What's the point of me thinking of a great joke if I don't get anybody to tell it to? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like what we were talking about last week is with the influences and intentions. A lot of the relationships that we have in our lives kind of shape us into the person that we are. So I want to start at, you know, things that relationships that are in our life that we can't necessarily control, such as like our family. Yeah. You know? The Bible is very clear, though, about how we should uh, be within these relationships. Like, for me, something that is, was tough with me growing up is my relationship with my parents. Granted, I seen them get divorced and them go through their situation, but I didn't know this kind of, like, cultivated in me, like, a, a rebellious spirit. For a very long time in my life, I didn't really believe that love could actually exist. So it kind of made uh, not so much, like, a deep care for people. And my siblings would always say I was selfish. And I didn't really think I was selfish because I would give a lot of myself to people. Like, people could listen to me and I could always give advice and and love on them. But when it came to, like, my stuff, I didn't really know how to, like, honor people. I didn't know how to honor the people above me. I didn't know how to honor my parents. I didn't know how to honor teachers. Anybody. Literally, I just didn't know how to honor anybody. So, you know. The relationships that we start in, I think, kind of shape the way that we start looking at the world. So, how do you, what's like a way that we can put in context, like a healthy family relationship? Uh, well, I had my parents get divorced too. Um, but I think a healthy family relationship, I think the, the biggest thing is one, you're a core, you're a core group. Like, there's either four or five, six of you. Maybe more, you know, if you're blessed like that. But 
it's just it, you have to know that you're there for each other, and if you have the mindset that we're all we got, then that's I think that's one of the most important things in a family. Also, a relationship is also don't wait for tomorrow; you can do today. So, in the sense of like forgiveness, and because I do think that parents aren't perfect, and they're gonna make mistakes, but the relationship between a father and a son. Is the father at the end of the day for the most part, fathers want the best for their child, right? And, and sons, when their parents get older, they want to make sure that their parents are set and they're good and they're right. comfortable, whatever. And that's just a natural, a natural instinct between families. So I think the love and really respecting the fact that we're all we got. Like I said, like that's probably the biggest thing for me. Another thing would be communication. Um. Because I think parents do say certain things or do certain things that affect us. And we ne- we go years without talking about it. Right. We grow up. And then now we have that certain thing against our parents or certain thing against Damn. our siblings. So you're hitting right where I needed it to be at. So it's two things I wanted to talk about on, on just off of this. There's a, a very important thing that I learned within a relationship with parents not everybody has the best relationship with this parents so I want to leave that as a disclaimer like I know some people have no parents you know what I mean so it's just the way but there's somebody in your life that can be an example of what unconditional love looks like okay like that I feel like is the goal of really having a solid relationship with parents like my mom showed me Cause I I did all types of crap growing up, and she still loved me regardless of that. Um, another thing that you said was the communication. So there's things that have been said to us and put on us in our lives that have affected us the way that we see the world and the way that we see ourselves. So like unintentionally, I've had people in authority above me say things that made me feel less than, and I claimed that and I brought that into my identity, and like. Looking at it like one of those first relationships being your family, the way that they raise you and the way that they treat you will genuinely affect you as who you are. So it's important that we even like talk about this when we talk about relationship because these are the first relationships that we had. Yeah. It shapes, you know, the way that we interact with the rest of the people we meet mm-hmm. when we go out into the world. And I think that's the the, the that part right there is exactly why there needs to be communication from the beginning because I think that um, if you don't know how to communicate how you feel when somebody offends you, I think that's a problem. Right. And then if you don't know how to do that, then you're going to have friendships that things are going to happen. You're not going to communicate them properly. You're going to end up having friends that take advantage of you and just issues like that. Once you get into courting and you're, you're in a relationship with a, with a woman or with a guy, you're not, communicating things that you don't like right now the other issue is is Tim Ross brought this up and it wrecked me is for the relationships out there that you're having sex before getting married yeah we're going there your plan was a bomb because this is the issue and Tim Ross said this and it it really made me think and I'm like bro this is crazy is instead of communicating your feelings when something happens you have makeup sex so instead of talking to through through things and getting to the bottom of the situation and resolving the issue, 
you're resolving it with your body outside of covenant, which is another issue. So then now once you guys get married, that communication was never established. Right. So now we have divorce rates that are through the roof because people can't keep their pee-pee in their pants. Sex is not a band-aid. It's not. It's not a band-aid. <laughs> it's not, it's not even medicine. It's not, not even supposed to be anything like that. It's supposed to be just a moment where you guys are bonding together. And we're not saying this out of a place of like, we are righteous Christians, and I no, never. I, I, I look never, at me. Look at me. If you can zoom I've never in, never fornicated in my entire if life. If this thing can zoom in, I just want to let y'all know I have fornicated before. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't holy in 4K. In 4K, I'm telling you, so nobody else got to tell you. I'll tell you myself. Like I've, I've fallen into sin, and I've repented of my sin, and I paid the price of my sin, but now I'm married now. And when you're married and have covenant sex, bro, it's not even a band-aid. It's just like, yo, like, God wants me to be fruitful and multiply. Like, it's this different. is it's different. It's way different. But I'm just sorry that, we went into that, this whole sex that's, thing. That's for a whole other. But this what is we talk about sex. Yeah, because relationships. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a whole episode on sex. But and we're gonna bring in. I'm gonna bring in somebody, a special guest. Yes. So we'll announce that when that comes out. But um. Yeah, bro, like in the sense of like communication, you can see how bad if you ha don't have communication, where it can go. Another thing is his trust issues. Right. That's all about communication. So from from parents, from the from the moment you're a kid. Now, I know there's a lot of millennials and a lot of Gen Z listening. If you're a parent and you have little kids, instill that in them, that they can trust you to talk to them. Right. Because what happens is, I remember I was growing up, my dad was like, oh, you could talk to me, you could talk to me. And my dad never let me feel comfortable to talk to him. That was my mom. So I was, I got to a point where I was going to other people that I shouldn't have been talking to. And I'm venting about how I feel. And then that's where people take advantage, take advantage of how you feel. And then now they're going to use you right. in your weak point. And so communication for relationships is core, right. bro. And love to our parents because I now understand you were doing your best. That's what I'm saying. Like, my mom, I love you, mom. I know that you, because she will listen, I know that you didn't intentionally hurt me, create an environment where I didn't feel like I could speak to you. You just had a lot going on. And I think that's a lot of parents. So don't hold your parents to the highest standard all the time remember that they're human and they're just trying to figure it out the same way you are but again reason we're talking about this is because these first relationships are important a lot of the times this is where our first traumas are these are where our our first things that we have anxiety about are created um this is also the you know that's a lot of people that we share our first happy moments and memories with mm -hmm. so it's important that we go to the root when we when we start talking about the rest the next mm -hmm. I want to talk about are our friend relationships. Yes. Oh man. Y'all got some snakes. I ain't, I ain't gonna hold you, bro. There be some snakes out there. Like you, you friends with me now, and then I do something you don't like, and instead of you coming to me to talk to me about it, you just wanna. Well, you just wanna be like, oh, nah, I ain't mess with you like that. Like I, I kinda, think, all right, well, I think we. I want to get adults. perspective on that, because I think people come into your life for reasons and they're in your life for seasons 
Okay, that is true as well. So, but I think we there, it goes back to communication. You have to communicate these things. Well, how can how can I communicate something I don't know? No, no. But like, let's say let's say you see that season's ending with that person, or like something happens, like you guys just just split apart. Right. Because that happened to me. I've had guys that I'm like, yo, like you my best, 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 and then gone. They're gone. Mm-hmm. Like they, I'm talking about blocked. Like I'm blocked. Like it's see, that's crazy. That's crazy, but I don't, I don't think it needs to get to that. I think it's like, okay, yo, like, yo, I know we were tight. We were hanging out all the time. We were doing this and this and that, but now this, I'm in a different season of my life where I'm not going to have that time anymore. Right. If you communicate that as an adult, right, you did your part. That's different, you know? I feel like that, that's... A, we could be healthy about it. That's and, what I'm saying. Be yeah, healthy about it. A lot of people, and again, this goes back, so let's let's think in fullness because I think... Taking us out of, take it out of yourself and go into full perspective of everybody is that their relationships at home with their family, which is their initial relationships, probably have poor communication. So now when it comes to being friends with you, things that we think are toxic, they're just doing what they know as their own way of operating in relationships. Or they've been through other friendships that hurt them. And that they were treated like that growing exactly. up. So, you know, like I, I think, like I said, the communication thing is going to stay there for a minute. In all relationships. In all relationships. Now, also, let's not always talk about, like, we're the victim and we're the ones who always get the backlash. Right. Because there's sometimes times that we be, be the doing them wrong. Dishing it out. So I'm saying sometimes we be doing our friends wrong. Sometimes we, we might talk bad about them. Or let's say they have a dream. Because this is another thing. I don't want us to feel like... Because sometimes we live in a very individualistic culture here in America. Where you have to agree with me. And I have a dream. You have to support my dream. But sometimes your boy got a dream. And it's not your dream. And it's not your dream. But he's expecting you to be his boy. And really push him through. Like, yo, bro, you got this, bro. I got you. Like, I'm going to help you out. Or like, you have a girlfriend. Like, like you know, friends that are all a girl's group. And they're like, girl, I'm talking my, I'm talking my, my lashes business, whatever. But there be some of y'all haters that be like, nah, bro, you're trash or you're not good or like that's right. not that's not right. Just now there's it's not for you, doesn't mean it's not now for now. Them. But also, if you know that your friend is trash at something, don't let him embarrass himself, please. Right. Because there's be some of y'all on the other side that just be letting your friends do everything, and, and they're trash at everything that they did. You're like, oh, you're like, girl, I'm going to start my music career. Yes, girl, yes. And the girl can't sing, son. Or for the guys. You can't rap, bro. You got so. that one, five, six friend who swear he's going to be a basketball player. Bro, and he can't even shoot. Just let him know. Just be like, yo, bro, nah. Like, for those who do music, yo, if you got a boy that does music and he's not that good, tell the man, you're not that good, bro. It's not... And, you know, it's not that they can't get great. You're not good right now. It's don't. not good. This is like, okay, so because they're going to be like, bro, should I post this on SoundCloud? No, should I don't drop do this on, on Spotify? I no, don't do that. Bro. Please don't. You're serving it, it undercooked. That chicken is raw. No, no, no. It ain't even, you didn't even kill the chicken yet. <laughs> like, forget raw, bro. I can take a raw chicken, but. The chicken is still bark, like bark, 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 bark. Like you gotta kill that joint. You gotta kill it, bro. <laughs> you gotta kill it, bro. Like, bro, 
Kill the kill it, bro. Please, like, go meet with somebody who's actually nice and learn mastery. We talked about this the other day. Right. You have to learn something. Like, if you really like music, go hard and go study that junk hard. Right. Get good first. Like, if 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 guys who are really good are saying like, "Yo, bro, you got it. Like, you got something there." Right. All right. Stop listening to people who are trash too. Damn. So, a bad friendship will continue to lead you into the things that destroy you. Like, a bad friendship will continue to, to take you down the road. I gotta write that down. That <laughs> <laughs> it will take you down the road of, like, all right. Thankfully, I, I think I have a pretty good choice of friends in my life. But I had some people where I could tell, like, if I stick with you, I'm going to end up in the wrong path. So, so say, this, say the phrase again. A bad friendship, what? A bad friend will lead you down the road of destruction. Like, because who we're around and what we listen to, again, we like culture even says this: you are the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with. And as much as we, some people like they're really good, like they spend a lot of time with their family, and you know they're at home. And sometimes even those relationships aren't the best one. But I feel like in, when it comes to it, once we step out the house, most of the time we're with our friends, if we're we're going to be real. And a lot of times the friends we have are just based in proximity. Like when we're in school or we're in high school or we're in college, a lot of the people that we spend the most time with are just the people that we're around the most. And those are our quote-unquote friends. But out of those people, you really want to select the one, that one person who does grow you, the one that is pushing you out of your comfort zone, the one that wants to see the best for you. Because a lot of the time what we have is people who – Sometimes the thing that is destroying us is very sneaky. There might be literally a bad habit that you yourself is trying to break, and you're around the people who continue to influence you to do that thing. Or you, they, they're like, oh, bro, it's okay. You could do this one more time. It could be anything. Sometimes that's going to be smoking. It could be drinking. It could be food. It could be literally anything. Or it could be something like, well, I'm trying to get up in the morning. I, I want to make sure I wake up early. And that's the same person. You told this goal to, and then they invite you out at 11 p.m. And they're like, nah, just come out, bro. You'll, you'll be all right. Again, it's off the relationship, that w- the road that they'll take you down. Damn. Y'all just be praying on downfalls. Like, like it, yo, 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 yo. I've had friends that be like, loco, I'm trying to lose weight. <laughs> and he's like, yo, bet, bet. All you got to do is this, bro. Let's go to the gym, blah, blah, blah. Bro, we go to the gym like twice. And then I see us in Applebee's, <laughs> like, ordering that food. <laughs> I love Applebee's, yo. Applebee's got them joints, bro. Let me just, let me just take it. This is a quick commercial. Hold on, hold on. Applebee's. Oh, my God. Is from God. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just going to say that right now. All right, continue for a sec. I just have to let that go. Wow. Hey! Uh, uh, he felt the anointing on wow, that. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, my God. Wow. That's, I'm about to cry. This is a problem. Yeah. Applebee's is good, though. It's freaking amazing. We're not sponsored. We're not sponsored. But putting, Applebee's, so he's putting, if you want to give me free food, I'll take it. Thank you. God bless. Anyway. Amen. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing. Sometimes it, it's that same person, right? And ah, I'm not even going to get fully into it because that's just a spirit to that. Mm. But there's people who are, 
they will position themselves super close to you, right? But what they're trying to do is remove all the people around you who genuinely benefit you. So they're positioning themselves as your best friend, but their end goal was to keep you below them. Like there's some there's that one person who sees the good thing in you, right? They see the greatness in you, but they don't want to see you rise above them. Now, good friendships we all serve each other. We all love each other. We all lift each other up. Somebody will masquerade themselves as that servant friend, and then you would watch your whole friend group disappear. I got to say this, bro, because you just said exactly what's in my head. I know we was going to wait till later, but the Bible says, <laughs> the Bible says that Satan masquerades himself as an angel of light. Mm-hmm. But also the Bible says that he came to to kill, steal, and destroy. So he's going to kill your dreams. He's going to steal their assets. And he's Just with that, he's just going to destroy your motive. He's not going to destroy your purpose because God... You can't destroy your purpose. You can't destroy God's purpose. Because your purpose is God's purpose in you. Right. Because God will still do what he has to do. But if you let yourself get influenced, it ties back to last week. If you let yourself get influenced by people who are trying to steal your dream, um, they're trying to destroy your dream, they're trying to destroy your purpose, like that's their goal, just to keep you below them because they know that the potential that you have will excel you above everyone else. Right. Now, if you keep your humility, God will surround you with the right people and you will be have you would have more discernment to people who are going to lift you up, but also that you can lift them up. Because this is not just about people trying to help me achieve my dream. It's all about, are you letting God use you to help them achieve what they got to achieve? Right. So, A good friendship looks like, all right, it looks like I can be vulnerable with my, with my, um, what is the word? I guess with like yeah with my with what I want out of life I can share with what's what's going on with me, and it's safe. I don't have to to worry that this is this is gonna go somewhere else. I know that what I say to you can stay right here. A good friendship looks like a positive influence that they have some of the habits that I want. A good friendship looks like I'm not the smartest person in the room. That they have something in a skill set. Or they're better at this in this area than me, and that is going to help benefit me. And it could, it's vice versa for them. These relationships are symbiotic. Mm-hmm. It's not I'm constantly pouring out into into this person and never receiving anything back. Mm-hmm. A good friendship looks like I don't have to talk to you every single day of the week, and we're still friends. A good friendship looks like again because I have friends where. It'll go a month. Because I, I moved away from all my friends. I moved here in Jersey. All my friends are in Florida. It'll go a month that we haven't spoken. I call them up, and we pick up the phone, and it's right where we left off. Like, that's a good friendship because there's something deeper than just the the, the time and attention. Yeah, because sometimes we, we, sometimes we try to connect ourselves with people because of what they carry. Right. And then we just want, like, for example, if you have influence, I want to be your friend because I want to have the influence you have. Right. And the minute I get what I wanted, I just, okay, I got what I wanted. A lot of people want your attention. 
They don't want anything else from you. Mm-hmm. They, they, they could care less that you're amazing. You're an amazing musician. They could care less that you have um, ex- exceeded well in your business. They could care less about that. What they want is just your time. And it's it's not for you. It's not like they just want it. But it goes to the culture that we live in. People are feeding on attention right now. Mm-hmm. Like, they just love it. And that we could throw the word, there's narcissists, X, Y, Z, but we don't, I don't know who it is that you're talking to. But I just know that there's some people that they're not out here for you. And you want to look at these things and really look at your relationships to identify is this friend for me? Now, there's a foundation that you, I really I really love because God lies it out for us what our relationships will look like. This is why we will always go back and he started talking about it a little bit. We have to talk about marriage. We have to talk about pretty much the core foundation of what human relationship was built off of. There's a guideline in a simple way that you want to even lie out your relationships. Um, we started talking about it last week and I cut him off. I'm gonna we're gonna get into like the fullness, but I wanna like line out to how God originally designed a relationship for us. What is supposed to look like. Now I will get the Bible. Bible. Holy Bible. King James Version. So the King James Version is crazy. But I, I believe that every version is good. At me if you want to. Yeah. Everybody be good. No, 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 that's not the devil. Man. Shut up. Go read your Bible. <laughs> so, in the beginning, right, um, I want to say the first relationship, God designed man and he designed our, assi- our assignment. Yeah. Like, he designed us, he drew us out, and what he wanted us to do on here mm-hmm. on this earth. So, I'm going to read Genesis 1, 26, and we go here, and God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over fish of the sea and over fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So in this, in this, like this chat, like this verse right here, God is literally just drawing out man. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to make him and design him in our image and we're going to give him dominion over, you know, all the animals on the earth and over the earth when when we finally bring them here, right? This moves into, fast forward to Genesis 7, right? And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. So, I love this because what this is saying right here is that the very first relationship that man ever had been established in was one with God. And God's so good that he designed the purpose for you before you was even here. Huh. He already set out what it is that you were supposed to do. He breathed life into you. If your relationships aren't breathing life into you. <laughs> oh, my God. That's nasty. Bro, that is. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. If your relationships aren't breathing life into you. You don't need that relationship anymore. Mm. That was. That was. That I didn't was, write that in the notes. That was nasty. 
That was God. <laughs> if your relationship isn't breathing life into you, mm. you don't need that. You don't. Because at, at the core of it, we should be serving each other. It goes back to what I was just saying. Yeah. If we're oftentimes pouring out so much and nothing is pouring into our cup. Well, you got to think about it like this, bro. Is that Christ said, I came to serve, not to be served. Right. So we always, okay, so we obviously think, um, we think about the whole, like, yeah, like Jesus came to bring salvation and to save us. And yes, he did all that. But Christ's main objective was to come and reestablish relationship. the relationship yes. between God and man. Right. God would come down and walk and talk with Adam. Yes. Oh, boy, I'm about to take them on a journey. Because then we go into 2.8, right? Chapter 2, mm -hmm. verse 8. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. Hmm. So not only did God design you, yes. then he breathed life into you. He planted the garden before he even put you in it. So, again... The relationship that he, he established is someone that is, one, breathing life into you, and two, he set out something for you ahead of time. If I think about Joe, I, I honestly, if we kind of think about that, that is our relationship right there. When it came to this job, I established, before he even showed up, I had, I had to go and share my notes, and I had to go and put a good word. To make sure that he got the job. In that case, this was me setting out the garden before he even got put into place. No, because it makes it all right. Think about this. We read it eight, right? The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put man, right? The man who he had formed. Then nine says, Out of the ground, the Lord made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. And the tree of life was also in the midst of the garden. Right. And the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So this is another thing. The beginning of a relationship is not only he just plants a garden. He made sure that everything was fruitful before you got there. He's not waiting for you to cultivate it. He just wants you to have dominion over that. See, and like we're talking about this because I think it's so important that we say this because the most important relationship that you can have yes. is the one with God. Mm -hmm. So we can come into the world and reason why I started with our family is because the truth is for most people their families aren't going to teach you about Christ. You know, a lot of people don't know much. The, the, the most they got um, to learn about God is going to church. But no, most people don't even know what it is to have relationship with God. I just want to say this one thing that I really feel. For those of you guys that are out there um, suffering through rejection from your parents or you're an orphan or your parents kicked you out or your mom didn't love you or you found out your mom wanted an abortion or 
You just feel that 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 rejection and that orphan spirit. First of all, we bind that in Jesus' name, Amen. and we break it off of you right now. Amen, Jesus. But also, I want you to know that in in the Word, in the Book of Psalms, says that if my father and my mother leave me, yeah, God will pick me up with everything. Yeah. So, your parents at this age, especially once you're 18 and older, and you're an adult, and you can make a decision. Your parents' job as parenting is done. And I want to let the parents know you did what you could until they're 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 able to make their own decision. The most important relationship is your relationship with God. God established your parents in your life to form you. Now if they did a bad job, all you could do at this point is forgive them and let God raise you up again. Excuse me. Mm. Let him raise you up from the bottom stop trying to get up on your own because you need a father there's a reason why he is our heavenly father it's because we need that relationship we go back to relationships is we're not meant to be alone like we're not meant to try to live this life by ourselves like the bible says that without me you can't do anything oh boy let me go let me read I know, because it's, it's going to get in there. And the Lord God took man. So this is now Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eat thereof thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. So now, God is awesome. <laughs> because, okay, first he put you into position, right? Yeah. And then he gave you instructions. Now, what I feel is important, right, is because he's establishing within this relationship that I'm still, I'm your father. So I'm the one who gives you the instructions, my child. I'll tell you what you can and can't do. I'll tell you what's good for you and not good for you. I think a lot of the times we've had relationships um, with friends and our family as well and our parents that sometimes they didn't tell us what was best for us at the time. Again, this is why it's important that we establish this kind of relationship with God because what he's telling you is good. Is only good. It's ne- it's never something that can harm you. It's only good. Yeah. Right? So there's a reason why he's telling us to not eat of the tree. But fast forward, we, we all know we, we eat the fruit. Right? The next thing God said is not good for man to be alone. Well, hold on, hold on. I want to, before you brush past that. One I mean, key factor to a very good relationship is having boundaries. God set this boundary up from the beginning. And he told you, listen, in this part, you can eat all you want. But the minute you touch this one, I'm going to have to cut you off. Yeah. And some of y'all be scared to be like, listen, you can, this part of my life, I'm open for you. Right. I'll let you go there. But there's a, there's a, there's a line that we have to draw in certain relationships. 
that if somebody crosses that, we just be like, <laughs> he didn't mean it like that. And then it grows into a bigger problem. Now you're hurt. Now you're tore up just because you didn't set a, a, a boundary. He said, if you eat from the forbidden fruit, you surely will die. They didn't die. But, but they, they were die. dead to him. Right. And that's what he said. He said, I'm going to cut you off. You're going to die. You're going to die to me. I'm not going to know who you are anymore. How can you throw up the red flag if you have no boundaries? It's not a red flag, bro. It's a pink flag. Why you say that? Oh, because oh, no, you know, I don't like that, but you know, just don't do it again, okay? Um, and then they do it again, and then you're like, uh, you know? And that'd be happening in them, them, them relationships. Like, oh, like he, he said something wrong to you. And you're like, no, but he didn't mean it like that. Or like, you had a boy, you had a homeboy, and homeboy was like, oh. <laughs> homeboy said something messed up, and you're like, nah, dog, like you my home, like, bro, no, you gotta set that, be like, yo, bro, this is I don't like that. And if they don't like it, and they wanna leave, cool. But you have your boundaries, yeah. and God has boundaries. His love is has boundaries. We talked about that last week. Yeah, love without boundaries is lust. Yes. My friend told me the other time that boundaries create respect. Yes, it does. So if you have no boundaries and you're expecting people to respect you, you're sadly mistaken. Because people will take advantage. You give somebody an inch, they'll run a mile. <laughs> this is nature. They'll run that mile fast. This is nature. Which leads us. So, again, God said it's not good for us to be alone. Mm-hmm. Hence why he made a partner for us. And again, if that is not a, if that's not enough for you to understand the importance of relationship, I don't under, I don't know what what else. <laughs> this is it's a fundamental part of being human. Mm-hmm. You need relationship. Yes. You need, but you don't want just any kind of association. If you're really trying to understand the type of association you want, you should like read Proverbs through because mm-hmm. it will tell you, you know, the difference between a foolish and um, a wise person. But this right here is important as to why I wanted to talk about this because it's, it's something that needs to be established. So God, God was already in relationship. Mm-hmm. God has relationship with the Holy Spirit in Jesus. Then he has all of creation around him. So he's good. But he's like, man, needs someone like him. I already got those like me. But what does he have that's like him? Mm-hmm. And if we're created in, a, in his image, it's important that we have that other piece of relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So fast forward um, verses 21 through 25. And the Lord God caused the deep sleep to, to fall upon Adam. And he slept. And he took out one of his ribs. And he closed them up in the flesh instead. There, you see, this This is that KGV. This that KGV. Good. <laughs> He's trying to help me practice yeah. reading. Right? <laughs> reading old English. <laughs> and the no rib, one's going to use. Right. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man bro 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 therefore 
shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall he cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. Ah. Bro. <laughs> Bro. I'm gonna burst. <laughs> Bro. Alright, I gotta just Oh, I got that. I got I caught something there. Praise bro. God. I got two things. Okay. okay. That the first one was marinating for a while, but I'm gonna let that one I'm gonna let that marinate just a little bit more. Oh my god. Oh. Drop it, drop it. <laughs> I don't know what he's gonna say. God is trying to take something out of you. Mm. Stop trying to wake up. Chill out. That's not it. That's not it. The reason why he has to put you in a deep sleep is because the more, if you're in a deep sleep, you're not going to move around. You're not going to try to run away. Stop trying to wake up when God is trying to work on you and he put you to sleep. They've got to put you to sleep for a season to hibernate is because he's taking something out of you. And that special thing that he took out of you is because he needs to grow that thing. But the crazy part is Adam didn't wake up and Eve was laying next to him. He woke up and God brought her to him. Mm. If you let God do what he had to do, you don't have to wake up looking for what God did. God is going to bring the finished product the way he made for you. He will bring it to you. Bro. Wow. That was fresh for me. Because just the verses before, this is what God does for you. He planted the garden. He planted the garden. Yes. And then he put you in the garden. And he put you in there. He, he took what wasn't needed in you anymore. And made your other piece. Yes. And fully cultivated it, grew it out, and then brought it to you. Yes. God will give you what is yours, but you have to be patient. Stop trying to wake up. You need to be in a relationship. You need to be in a relationship with him. And now, you know what's crazy is, oh, my God. You know what else he put in deep sleep? What? Joseph. The mother, the, the the husband of Mary. Yeah. Because Joseph didn't want the baby, bro. Right. And God had to put him in a deep sleep and be like, yo, yo, listen, bro. This is what we're going to do. Right. You're going to take care of that child, right? Right. So that's my son. That's my son. So you're going to take care of the special thing that I put in your other half that you're not married to yet. But you will marry her and everything's going to be okay. Stop trying to wake up. Stop trying to run away. So instead of God letting you run away, he's going to put you to sleep. See, it's important to know that at this stage in Genesis, all we know mm-hmm. is the goodness of God. Yes. That's all we know. There's nothing else. There's no There's no sin. There's and no this temptation. Is one there's, ooh, okay, go, go. One more, I'm sorry. Drop one. No, no, go, drop it. For those of y'all that aren't really looking for a spouse... But still want the marriage benefit. 
The Bible says that a, a true friendship, when he made the comparison of Jonathan and David, the Bible says that, that God stitched their hearts together. And that is what we call a very close friend. Stop confusing your stitched heart to your rib. Stop confusing a very good friendship thinking that they're your rib. If God said no, they're not your rib, stop trying to make it happen. So for all the guys out there who are horny for their best friend, watch it. Because God has somebody out there for you that is actually your rib. But sometimes you got to go to sleep and let God do his thing. And when you wake up, God's going to bring you that woman. And that's what happened to me and Omari. I stopped looking. I stopped trying to. And I said, you know what, God? I'm good. I messed up a couple times. And I was just like, you know what? <sighs> I keep getting my heart broken. That's what happens when you, you keep moving me, around. You just put me in a whole different space on that because I moved from Florida here to Jersey. And this whole time, I've been saying, I can't make friends. I don't know how to make friends. I've been struggling to make friends. And now I see it. God did not want me to make friends. Not with those people. Yeah. There's people that I started talking to. We're cool a month, two months. Then they just stopped talking to me. I'm like, what? what is going on? I've been here for like three, four years. I... I can only account one person that I can genuinely call my friend at this point. And it was my wife. <laughs> yes. That was it. <laughs> Everybody else kind of just like came and went. Then we have our, my other friend that y'all will meet soon. And I got this my guy. guy. My guy, JB. I love you, bro. JB. Yeah. But I'm talking about another guy. Damn, there's another one? Bro, you we're gonna bring him on the pod. Oh, we are gonna be on oh I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yo, but yo, but let's be honest. Sometimes you just gotta surrender your your will because the same way God is a good father, he's your best friend. Yes. And my brother in law made this analogy, bro. He said God is three things. He's a good father. He's a good friend and he's a good husband. Yeah. But this is the thing is we have to encounter God in every aspect of that relationship. To know the, the fullness. So to know the fullness of God because if you only know God as a father, a father, what a father does is correction and love and attention. But a friend gives you a good a good advice. A shoulder to cry on. A shoulder to cry on. He He's there for you in the deepest, darkest places. That's a good friend. And a husband is intimacy. Intimacy, protection. Protection, intimacy, provision. provision. Exactly. So now if you only, well, fathers do that too. Yeah. Fathers are good at protection and provision. The only difference between a husband and a father is the husband you will have intimacy. intimacy. Yeah. So now there's people that only know God as the husband side. Right. And they only have intimacy with God. And they're in the secret place with God, like, oh, yeah, yeah, Lord, I just love being in your presence with God. Yes. But then now when God corrects them as a father, they don't take it the right way. Right. So now there's times that we need something. We need a shoulder to cry on. And we run to people. Yeah. And God's like, I'm right here. 
Oh, bro. We go. Let me read through yes, this sir. whole chapter. The whole chapter. I have to, bro. <laughs> All right, go. It's on. chapter three. Just give me the small Bible, then. Okay. Because Bible. this one, I, I have to read this one because it's gonna be a little, little bit easier for me to read the whole thing. Which uh, chapter three? Yes. We're talking about the fall. So. Yes, sir. Yeah, these letters are small. Yeah. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, and he said to the woman, "Has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden?" And the woman said to the serpent, Well, we may eat the fruit of the tree of the garden, trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will surely not die, for God knows that in the, in the day you eat it, eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate it. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Pause. I got a whole different thing. Why don't you say what you got to say? What you got? Well, let me say again. Association. And your friendship and the relationship you have will influence you to do the thing that you're not supposed to do. That is the most basic off of that. Mm -hmm. Watch who you listen to. Watch who you listen to because it it will change and shape the thing that that you were already set out and told not to do. I'll, that's all I had to say. So I was going to continue reading, but I want you to drop what you have to say. Sorry, y'all, as I had to fix something real quick. Anyways, this is what I got to say. The Bible says that the tree, God said, don't even touch it. Read that mm. junk again, bro. Read it again. This junk is mad small. All right, so it says... I can't read this joint. This is all hath, and God hath told you if. Uh, oh, no, I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, chapter 3, verse 3. But the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said. You see what I'm saying? Y'all shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. The devil's not so much, he's not so worried about you eating it. He just wants you. He's to wanting to touch it. Now, if you ate it, you already messed up. Like, like you, by the time you get to eat the fruit, it's already, already done. You already up. did it. Because the Cause Bible says that it. the rule was the devil didn't lie. He, he just, just said, no, no, if you eat it, you, so she's like, oh, so that means I can touch it too. Sometimes when you get a little too close to something you're not supposed to touch. Bro. <laughs> ah! Oh, my God. You got me started, bro. Bro, that is crazy. So back to what he said. Association. Right. They're not trying to make you eat something you're not supposed to eat. Obviously, that's the end goal. Hopefully, you do eat it. 
But they're going to bring you close enough to the thing you're not supposed to be at. That even if you step foot in the area you're not supposed to be in. If you grab the blunt, you're not supposed to be touching. Right. If you grab the bottle, you maybe should not be trying to drink. And they pass you the vape. And they pass you the vape. You already touched it. But now, the minute you grab it. When you kiss that girl. I don't know, bro. That's just. Listen, bro. If I grab this water bottle, I'm going to do one or two things. Either I'm like, I don't really want it. Or you're going to drink it. I'm going to drink it. But it's in my hand now. God Bro. said, listen, that tree's over there. And you know what else God, you know what the thing is, you know what's the funny thing about God? Is God puts the tree of life right next to the tree where you're not supposed to eat the fruit. Right. So what a good relationship is going to do is he's going to tell you, listen, I know you have a choice. But I suggest not to do that one. Eat of the other one. I'm telling you not to do that. I'm telling you not to. It's boundaries. There's boundaries. It's love versus... It's love without... <laughs> again... This is love versus lust. Right. God didn't make robots. The reason why he put that tree in there is because he wanted you to have a choice to want to serve him. Oh, my God. But the thing is that the enemy is not so worried about you just... Oh, yeah, see that tree? Yeah, you see that girl over there, bro? You should send a DM. Go talk to her. If you send a DM, you touched it. Hey. But now when you grab something, you have a choice. She had the choice to either eat it or you know what? God said no. She also gave to her husband with it. So now. She gave it to him. There be people and then, mistakes, bro. And he ate. Be careful so the relationship you bro. Wow, bro, that's careful. crazy. She just had to, bro, she ate it. There's people that mess up, and they realize they messed up, but they don't want to go down by themselves, yo. So they take you with you. They'll take, them, they'll take you with them. Oh, and now, my God. You, out of not recognizing the boundaries that your father set in place. This is the thing about relationship is that there has to be levels to this joint. Oh, my God. Some people, some of y'all, the Bible, you know, oh, my God, I'm about to get real reckless bro. in this joint. God said... God said that if you honor your father, your mother, you love your father and mother more than you love me, you are not worthy of me. There's a reason. Adam loved Eve more than he loved God. And if anybody wants to debate that, debate it, yo. Because if he really loved God to the fullest, he would have told he would have told he would have went straight to God and be like, yo, yo, yo. She's tripping. Look what she did. I didn't I didn't do nothing. I didn't touch it. I didn't even want to, I didn't want to eat it. Look what she did. So be careful where your eyes are and be careful where you put your hand. Oh. It's kind of a yes or yes question, bro. We're then, in sales and there's a yes or yes. That means there's a 66% chance oh you are going to do it. So this is the crazy thing. If you grab something, there's a 66% chance you're actually going to use it for what it's supposed to be used. Oh so if God. I grab this book, I'm not going to be like, oh, this is a nice book. The first thing naturally that a person is going to do with a book is flip through the pages. Oh, my God. If I grab a fruit, it's not just to touch the fruit. It's going to be like, oh, let me see what it tastes like. Oh, my God. Don't then, touch stuff you're not supposed to touch, bro. <laughs> Man, it's, oh, my God. Oh, oh. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, 
And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Mm. Then the Lord called to Adam and said, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. So they right here in this moment went from the transparency that they could have and the healthy communication that they, that they could be in this place where God could literally walk with them to now they're hiding. The worst thing you can do when you when you do wrong is hide it. The truth always comes to light. Always. Mm-hmm. In this case, what is happening is the relationship that had been established with God is now in a, in a weird spot. Mm-hmm. And they, they know that they did something that put them in a weird spot. Now, God already knows where they're at, but he still says where are you? I feel like that's a test. Yes. Yes. Finally, somebody who understands. If it was, it's not that God didn't know. It's he's giving you another chance to come up clean. Like, just come out. Because God is loving and God is merciful. It goes back to these boundaries, bro. Keep reading. The, read the next one. Yeah. So, they hid themselves. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, the woman you gave gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, you want me to, I'm about to go through it here. Go right there. Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle. And more than every beast of the field, on your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And be, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception, and in pain you will bring forth children. You will de- your desire shall be for your husband. And he shall rule over you. And then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife, and you have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat on your face you shall eat bread. In the sweat of, of your face you shall eat bread. Till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. And Adam called his wife Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, Behold, this is the man that has become like us, to know good and evil. Now lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat. And live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent out of the garden, sent him out of the garden of Eden, to till till the ground from which he was taken. 
So he drove out the man, and he placed cherubim at the east of the Garden of Eden, and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. So Bro, much. I got like five relations off that. Genre. So much. Watch this. I'm going to break this down. First of all, stop playing the blame game. Ooh. You made that mistake. That's number one. Number two, some of y'all are the snake. All right. Some of y'all are not even a real friend. You be like, man, just do it, bro. Screw it. Just do it. But for you that you're the snake, you have your you have your reward, by the way. Because the snake got obliterated. Now <clears throat> God gives a curse. There's a level to this, like I said. The reason why Adam got ripped is because he listened to a woman. And now I ain't bashing no women, bro. I don't want nobody coming over here like, oh, you like Andrew Tate. Like, no, bro. I'm not bashing women. I think women are very wise. And there's a reason why you're here. But there's levels to this. If I'm the man of my household, I'm not going to listen to a lesser voice, whether that be my wife, whether that be somebody who's below me, my child. And it's not like women Somebody who, who's just invited in the house Yeah this like is this house. is the thing This is my house But now my wife Obviously In the book of Corinthians Talks about how the woman Needs to honor her husband And also how the husband Needs to honor his wife yeah. So if my wife is telling, If my wife is a godly woman And tells me Listen the Lord told me this and that, I'm not gonna be like No 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 Shut up God has to talk to me Like no That's that's No I'm not talking about Machismo or nothing like that But in, in, If there's something wrong if God told me, don't do this, and my wife tells me, just do it, I'm going to tell my wife, you're tripping. You're tripping. If a lesser voice told me, I'm not listening to anybody who's, and, and, and you read the, if you read the epistles of Paul, Paul literally says that God is the head of Christ, and Christ is the head of you, and then your wife, you're the head of your wife. So that means, right, nobody's above me except Jesus. And not even the authorities of the earth are above what God said. So if there's a law like, oh, you want to go to jail if you do this and that, right? Forget all that. If God told you, and that goes for women too, if God told you to do something, and your husband over here coming over here like, oh, no, no, we're not going to do that. You'll be like, yo, you're tripping. God told me something. So that's one. But this goes back to relationship, right? Of how much God loves us. Yes, he cursed us from the ground. Yes, women have to go through hard. Um, they have to conceive and go through pain and hardship for eight months. But I just want to let this, I want to let you know about this. From the moment we ate the fruit, we were a fallen creation. We we died. But there's no. But this is. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna. This is the thing. We were a fallen creation, and we have fallen to sin. The reason why God put a cherub in front of the tree of life is because he didn't want you to be stuck in that forever.
if we had eaten from the tree of life right after we fell into sin, we would have been in sin for eternity, and the whole thing of Christ would have been out the window. Gone. So, it goes back to boundaries. A real friend is going to block the way where you're not supposed to go because they don't want you to stay stuck in there forever. And another thing, a real friend and a real father, a real strong relationship between us and God, God, even in the midst of... You didn't even repent, bro. Let's just be right. honest. Adam and Eve didn't even ask God for forgiveness. And out of love, he, made he still skin clothed them. them. You're over here trying to sew fig leaves together. Not realizing that fig leaves are going to break and your nakedness is going to be seen anyway. So if we're going to talk about who made the first sacrifice. God made the first sacrifice for you. He killed, sacrificed an animal to cover you temporarily for thousands of years later. He would send his son to die for you, to cover you from the past sins you've made yeah. and the future. So I'm glad you said that because I wanted to read through the curse. I wanted to read through the fall because at this moment when we ate the fruit, we fell out of relationship with God. Yeah. We fell out of intimacy with God. We fell into a relationship with ourselves. And that's what happened. You can imagine here that this like obviously grieved God badly. Like mm -hmm. Eden wasn't meant to just be like some random spot. Like this is an extension of heaven. Yes. This is a holy place. Like I can imagine God being very happy to come to the garden, to see his children, to, to see his creation, and, like, to be in intimacy with us and to raise us and grow us and teach us new things, right? But now at this moment, when he's seen what has been done and he gave us the chance to even come clean, he's like, I have to do something about this. Like, I need to, to reprimand you. And I also can't come back here while you're like this. Boundaries. I can't because the law of God, the rules that he sets out, things need to be holy, yeah. right? So the beauty of this is that we at this time, if we lived in the Old Testament and this was us at the very beginning, there would be nothing for us to do really. Like they didn't have any laws yet. They didn't have, they didn't at least have, you know, the laws, um, the Ten Commandments in the laws of Moses that um, God gave to him to try to follow by to create some form of intimacy with God. They were just here, you know? They got kicked out the garden. They they lived in paradise, and now they're out to toil, toil and till the field. And also, this is another thing. The Bible says that everything that God made was good. If you make the mistake, your whole world was going to, is going to collapse against itself. Your mistake will affect everything else around you. Because when God cursed the serpent, he didn't say you are cursed. You are the animal that I will curse. He said you are more cursed than the beasts of the field. You are more cursed than things that creep on the ground. That means your sin is going to curse everything else that you have dominion over. 
God gives us an example of his grace when he clothes them. Oh. Just to remind you that, yes, Should y'all messed up, but y'all, y'all are still my children. Mm-hmm. So I want to fast forward to Jesus. Yeah. And we're going to talk about what that redemption was. So in Romans, what is this, 3, yes. 24, it says, Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is Christ Jesus, whom God sent forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. To demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Where is boasting then? Is it excluded by what law of works? No, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. So, I got to read the rest. Or is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Gentiles are us. Pretty much everybody else that... Non-Jews. That is just not a Jewish person. Since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Christ, the whole point of Christ being sacrificed, yes, was for your salvation. Yes, and so that you know, all your sins can be washed away. But even more, I see, is the redemption. It's the the way that now we can be brought back into intimacy and relationship with God. God didn't want to be departed from us for so long. He didn't want to not be able to come and visit and talk to his children. He didn't want that. Again, that's like me as a husband, not being able to ever go back and see my wife. That she did something that now I have to go across the world and I could never come back and kiss her. We needed something that could redeem us back into position, that could redeem us back into righteousness so that we can have that intimacy with God again. Well, there's a reason why the Bible says, seek first the kingdom. Yes. And his righteousness. Right. The righteousness is salvation. Right. So we're talking about relationships, right? God gave up the most most important thing that he had to him just to restore his relationship with you. And that should be a testament to everything else that we do. Are you ready to give up what you love the most to save relationships that you have in your life? Are you willing to give up smoking weed every day so you can be a father for your kids? Are you willing to give up porn so you can have an actual fruitful marriage. Are you willing to give up money to a friend that really needs it? Because he really, really, really needs it. And without it, he's gonna he's gonna suffer a lot. Are you willing to go through a little bit of hardship? Because the Bible says you have to cry with those who cry. Right. And especially if you're their friend. You suffer with your friend. Right. Are you willing to give up money to really help somebody? Are you willing to give up your pride to be to be a bridge for someone else? 
I want this image to be so clear in your mind. Just so you can look at it. <laughs> but, and I'll zoom in on it. <laughs> so, basically, this revelation that came to me the other day, and it kind of just describes um, the relationship that we have. So, again, with us being designed by God, he made us in parts. We have our body, our soul, and spirit. So, even within our core being of just when you look at it on all levels, we are a relationship. Me existing by myself is a relationship because God designed me that way because God constantly lives within relationship. So God himself, his is, is separated as the Holy Spirit, the Father, and Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now, when the fall happened, there was not able to be any intimacy. So what happened is the place that was part of us because our spirit ideally lives in heaven while our body is still here on earth and our soul is operating right so when the fall happened our spirit had to be severed from god we had to be taken out of the garden of eden and in eden right it's just an extension of heaven so this is this is a free flow you can be in your fullness there no longer was that allowed mm -hmm. so there needed to be a separation now, when Jesus died on the cross and resurrected three days later, the the, there was something that can redeem us. So when you accept Christ as the salvation of your life and as your Lord and Savior, what he's doing is not because people will accept Christ and be the same person tomorrow. If we're being completely honest, mm -hmm. yeah. they'll be the same exact person. Because their, their soul is the same. So people are sitting here and they're like, OK, so, you know, that person was a murderer. And just because they accept Christ, now they have salvation. Yes. Yes. But that person is probably still a murderer. Yeah. They, they need to be transformed. <laughs> there needs to be a transformation yes. in their life. And who does but that? Jesus. Now, but what is happening here is that their spirit just got secured. When they accepted the reality of his salvation, their spirit now got secured. So Jesus now took what was tainted and lost somewhere, and he brought it back home with him. So now that's why you can write your name in the book of life. Mm -hmm. Because... The eternal peace of you, which is your spirit, is already good with him. So he can start doing a work there. Now, the gift that Jesus sent for us was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. This right here is a cheat code for intimacy. Mm -hmm. Because all of the Old Testament, they had no Holy Spirit. They just had to kind of figure, the, well, they had specific things that they needed to do in order to be in intimacy and encounter God. Right now, the Holy Spirit can come to you right now, literally right now, yeah. in this moment, mm -hmm. if you accept Christ, and He can now, you can now have intimacy with God, which is insane. Yes. Back, back then, if we were to come into the presence of God. We'd die. You could literally die. You will die. Like, would, literally. All right, let's, let's really go into that. Like, oh, my God. In the Old Testament, if you were to go into the Holy of Holies, they had to tie a rope to you. And then you had to wear a thing that had bells on it. So if the bell stopped, they're like, oh, he's dead. Yep. Right, drag well, him out. He went in there with sin. But you know what's crazy is that. Oh, my God. I just got it. Oh, this is crazy. When you go in the Holy of Holies, you still die. But you don't have to drop dead. 
Right. But the flesh is starting to die. Yeah. And it's like an interchange. Right. It's like you're going to the Holy of Holies and God's not going to smite you. Right. He's renewing you. He's renewing you. So there's still some death going on. It's an exchange. But Christ said, I died on the cross so you can still come in here and not drop dead. The beauty of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a person. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to heal He's the counselor. And renew your soul. Yes. See, like, this is this is important because your soul is your mind and your body. So, or it's your mind and your heart. Yeah, your mind and your heart. So, the Bible talks about our heart. And the Bible talks about, as well as, we need to renew our mind. So, I don't have the exact scripture of your mm-hmm. heart. But I know the Bible it, says guard your heart because he is the ruler of your of your um of your life. So but also the Bible also says that the most the most deceiving thing of man is the heart. So and tongue. Oh yeah, but that the Bible says the whole world of wickedness on your it, tongue. It's it like a whole different thing. Right. So but also the Bible says the abundance of the heart comes out the mouth. So the tongue and the heart are tied together. What but, is happening in your heart again starts to reflect on well, yeah, like what you say the and what, of your heart, what your world out. looks like and the people around you. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time what will happen is the darkness that's inside of us and the pain and the trauma and the <laughs> it had to happen mic. one time. All of that is pouring out through from your heart. Yes. What needs to happen is there needs to be a realignment because God wants to be able to live within you. Mm-hmm. God wants to be able to live inside of you. But. There needs to be a transformation first. So again, the Holy Spirit is sent so that he can begin to heal and renew your mind and heart. Which is awesome because now what this sets up is God and the Holy Spirit is is literally here with you in every single place, right? So the next step would be what do we do about our flesh? I think the Holy Spirit also is there to help us tame our body Mm -hmm. because naturally... Again, somebody, let's say, if you were a liar yesterday, like a compulsive liar yesterday, then you accept Jesus, I there's a very high likelihood, even <laughs> after you just got saved, that it could be five minutes after you got saved. Well, there's a reason why there's a, there's a place for deliverance. Right. It's because what God wants to do is he sent his Holy Spirit, which is a person. Holy Spirit will clean house. Right. Which is why deliverance is important. Right. So... You're probably going to lie the next five minutes after you just accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit is now here to help fix all of that. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. Yeah, that, that was messed up, bro. You got to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Oh, put that down. Put that down. What? Put it down. It's all about relationship. <laughs> a real friend is going to tell you put it down. And if no one, if not a person tells you, the Holy Spirit will tell, tell you, you put right. that down. Right. <laughs> Spirit-filled friendships are important. Yes, they are. That's another topic. We can talk about that after. But the Holy Spirit is there to be that for you. It's supposed to be your partner. Like, he's in. He's that, that voice in mm-hmm. my head. And if y'all, if like we're listening from my testimony, the Holy Spirit literally went and told me and showed me every single area and every single time that he saved my life, that he helped me out, that Oh, I told you not to go there. And I followed. But 
at me being in my pride, I thought it was myself, which is crazy is the Holy Spirit will help you. Even when you don't know it's the Holy Spirit, <laughs> which is absolutely insane. You will be in sin and God will protect you till he can still get you to his purpose. You'll be in sin and he still clothed you. Yes. God is merciful like that. Yes. But you want to have intimacy and relationship mm -hmm. with that. Yes. So what we need to do is now the third piece would be to pick up the cross. So if, if I'm accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior, there's things that I need to do. I need to live in the way that Jesus wants me to live. And that, they, you know, they reference it to picking up your cross. But really, it's, it's battling the things that you, you struggle with yeah. each day. And, and actively trying to live within your new identity, right? Mm -hmm. So this right here, I feel like, is really what is when you giving your body to the Father. Like, you are now sacrificing yourself. You're sacrificing your desires. Yes, I used to smoke every single day. I used to smoke weed every single day. I would drink alcohol and get drunk. I would be turning up. I would sit there and I would <laughs> stare at girls' booties. turning was turning turn up. I was. So, you know what I mean? I needed to let go of these things and move into this new person. Yes, I used to watch pornography and masturbate every other day. I can't do that anymore because I have a realization that this body is no longer mine. And it's, it's better this way. Because when I was in charge, I had anxiety. I had depression. I had, I had some anger issues. I would steal. I would lie. But now when I have on this new identity and I'm moved by the Holy Spirit... I actually serve people. I help people. I make the world better. I bring joy. I bring peace. Like, there's a, there's a new character to yourself. So, again, this all comes with relationship with God. But this is something that I, I feel like is it's just a simple diagram. Like, God, Jesus came to rescue your spirit. He sent the Holy Spirit to heal you here on earth. And now all you need to do is yield to the Holy Spirit and give up your body to the Father. And now we can have that relationship and that intimacy. God wants to bring us back to the garden. He wants to establish his kingdom here on earth. But it needs to happen through relationship. Yeah. I always see it. Say. If God looks down. And sees you walking around. He don't want to see you walking around. He wants to see Jesus walking around. Right. And we're talking about relationships, right? And I think it's in John. I want to make sure I'm right. I think it's John 17. Ah, I hope so, because I, I haven't read that scripture in a while, but the Holy Spirit brought it back to my mind. I think it's John 17. You got to bear with me, y'all. I got to make sure I'm right. Okay, I, I think it is 17. I just gotta find the verse. Uh, oh, all right, I was right. <laughs> all right. Okay. 
That was good. John seventeen twenty one. I I knew I knew it was there. I knew it was John seventeen. John seventeen verse twenty one says that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you. That all that they also may be one in us. This is red letters, y'all. This is red letters. That the world may believe that you sent me. So the world's going to know that if your relationship is strong with God, people are going to realize that. The world's going to know that Christ was literally sent to bring salvation based on the relationship you have with him. Right. People are going to know. It's, it's one thing talking about that Jesus is the Savior and that He can redeem and that the Holy Spirit can provide and that God can change your circumstance and that God can heal and God can deliver. One thing is saying that and another thing is demonstrate that. Right. Because Christ preached kingdom and demonstrated kingdom. Right. There's a lot of people that talk about a lot of things but they don't demonstrate it. Demonstration is very key. If you tell me how to make money and you can't make money, I'm not going to listen to you. Right. But then 22 says, and the glory which you gave me, I have given to them. That they they uh, they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me. That they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you are, as, as you have loved me. This is Jesus praying to his father, telling him, telling God, this is, that's the whole, the whole, that whole chapter, 17 is just crazy. It's literally Jesus just praying, talking to God and saying the same level of connection and relationship that you have with me, the same love that you have for me, that may them being inside me, may them being in me and being in us, that that same love that you have for me, you pour it out on them. That's relationship. That Jesus came to literally bridge the gap and he didn't just want love for for him. He wanted that same love, same level of love between God and Jesus. He told God, and I want you to give them that same love that you give me. That is so powerful. Because I feel right here for myself, because I feel that love now. Like, again, I, the peace that I have now doesn't make sense. The love that I feel in me doesn't make sense. And I can only attribute it to Christ. Yes. Right now, I pray this same prayer. I pray this for whoever is listening, that you you can receive this same love. That you, you can feel and have this same level of intimacy in relationship. Um, if you've never accepted Christ, if you've never had intimacy with, with Christ, and, you know, even just listening to us as we explained this level of relationship interests you, I, I pray that you will accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. I, I, we literally, I know you can listen to this at any time, so 
I give you the opportunity here to to pray and accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Sure. That you understand and that you you can um uh accept the reality that he died on the cross and resurrected three days later and he, he came back to life for you. So I thank you, Father, for all that you've done and all that you will con- continue to do in my life. And I just pray that you, you know, accept um, Christ into your life. Um, again, leading off of this, like the way that he loves me, the way that he loved him and that he's sharing that love with me. That's <laughs> crazy. That's just crazy. And he loves you. Like God literally endlessly loves you. If there's a, if like, if God will, will go away from the 99 to find the one. So there'll be a thousand of us in the church and he will be in the presence and he'll be, we'll be in his presence. He'll be there at the church. He will leave the church and come to you and meet you in your house by yourself just so he could bring you. Because it's not about like a show. It's not about a spectacle. It's not about a multitude. It's about the heart. It's about him wanting to have your heart and being back in intimacy with you. So I thank you, God, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. You put me back together. Every desire of are we gonna do a spontaneous worship? I just feel like uh, we're talking about love, right? Yeah. And it's it's and we can't go without singing. He loves us. Oh how he loves us. Oh how he loves us. Oh how he loves us.
have that verse you wrote? You remember? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. It's in the notes. <laughs> Alright, then go something free. Oh man. Jesus. <laughs> he came for redemption. That's what it was. To take you into a new dimension. I hope you hear closely, listen to this message. My friend. Just keep playing, just keep yeah, playing. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> no more stressing. God's trying to come with the blessing. Yeah, he's moving fast with his message. Yeah, I see you got us something. Uh, thank you, God, for you, what you messing. Yeah, I see the way you clothed your brother. And I know he's here with my mother. <laughs> yeah. So free flowing. Free flowing, and I thank you, God. You can do no wrong. They got my song in my heart. It's been so long, and I gotta pour it out because I gotta pour it out, your love. Mm. <laughs> Christ is the firm foundation. Yeah. The rock on which I stand. Everything around me is changing. I will not give up. I put my faith in Jesus. He never let me down. Faithful through generations. Oh, why would he fail? Spontaneous worship, because when I hear the revelation, I just hear like this, this, this love that Christ has for us. It's like it's hard to not just break out in song. Truthfully, like the God that created everything, the God that created every single person you know, that designed every single fiber in your body, wants to have a deep, intimate relationship with you. And I'm somebody who I've gone and looked for this in so many different ways. And the only truth that I found is in Jesus. There's so many different doctrines. There's so many different sets of belief. I don't care what denomination that you're in. I don't care in what way that you came and encountered Christ. I need you to understand that he wants intimacy in relationship with you. Deep love and intimate relationship with you. Time to get up. That's the end.
study for it. 